0: Hey everyone and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today we're kicking off our yearly coverage of All Things Christmas Carol with multiple versions from the Hallmark Channel featuring my friends from the Hallmarkies podcast, Rachel Wagner and Carrie Olson. Rachel and Carrie are joining me to talk about three different versions of the story, each with varying levels of faithfulness to the original, 2021's Boyfriends of Christmas Past, 2020's A Nashville Christmas Carol, and then going all the way back to 1998 with Miss
1: Spruge. All right, well, let's do this.
0: Okay. Well, normally when I do one of these with a bunch of Hallmark movies, I either, well, at least for the ones with, like I'm doing Christmas Carol versions, I usually either do them in the order of which I liked them best, Okay. Or which was more faithful to the story.
1: Mm-hmm. So this will be prosaic one way or another.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of mixing it up this time because I want to end with the one that was the most faithful, but I don't think it was my favorite. Okay. And all right. we'll do the, fir- the, uh, the first two first in the order of my most to least favorite. Sure. Or least to most favorite, starting with A Nashville Christmas Carol, which is probably my least favorite of this batch mm-hmm. but it wasn't bad it was fine but it was mm-hmm. just i was a little bit bored during it so if that's why it's my least favorite i guess
1: well anyway. we should clarify i guess our individual stances on country music i think that does play <laughs> into a little bit about okay. your enjoyment of this film
0: um for me i'm not a huge country music fan I used to say that I hated country music, and now it's just whatever. It depends mm-hmm. on the artist. Some artists can do country, yeah, and they're really good. Like I recently discovered. I think their name is Orville Peck. His Ooh. voice is amazing. Oh, and fun! I've heard I've, the name. Uh, I it's like I I've never really liked country music, but when I see him put out a new video, I watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but. Other than that, I've never been a huge country music fan. I probably still wouldn't say I am. I just have one that I've found that I really like. But other artists have done country music and I like their stuff. So I'm not opposed to country music. It's just not usually my thing.
2: Well, I would say my stance on country music is that I like it and I like it enough to be familiar with it. And I like it enough that A Nashville Christmas Carol was really fun. To see all the the stars come out and who played mm-hmm. what and you know there's um Kix Brooks from Brooks and Dunn we have you know Winona Judd of course Sarah Evans and it was just really fun in that sense to showcase them as these just parts of the Christmas Carol that are just kind of a little wacky a little kooky mm-hmm. some of the ghosts and stuff and um, that was I liked that so. Plus, West Brown and Jesse Shram—you know—they can sing yeah. and they can sing well. And it's—I wish they sang more, but yeah. <laughs> um, you know that it's a love of theirs. So to have them be around it was was fun. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Especially Jesse, because I mean, she was on Nashville. I mean, she's right—a singer. Uh, and uh, I so I,
2: was I, Wes Brown. He's a singer, but I yeah, he's been on. Um, I don't think he's been on yeah. something like Nashville, like Jesse, but he yeah. definitely is um, musically gifted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like country music and that probably was the strongest part of this movie. The uh, scene, you know, kicks Brooks and went on a Judd uh, and Sarah Evans. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Raylene, Ray Lynn. She was fun when the do du- the duet. Right. Between Ray Lynn and Sarah Evans was really solid Uh, I have my issues with the film. It is probably my least favorite as well of the three. Mm -hmm. There are a couple things I think that are interesting about it from a Hallmark perspective. First, this was heavily impacted by COVID. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was a lot of things that they were planning on doing crowd scenes, scenes, Mm -hmm. you know, with a full auditorium that they had to change, move it around. um, Things they had to, uh, this, I think was the, if it wasn't, I feel like every single Hallmark actor is like that. We did the first one after COVID. So I'm a little bit, I don't know really which one was actually the first one, but uh, after quarantine, but this was one of the first ones, certainly yeah. in the United States. And this was partly filmed, I think in like South or North Carolina somewhere. And then a little bit in Nashville. Okay. And, uh, in, but just pretty much almost every scene had to be changed and moved around and, and everything because of COVID. So that's yeah. something I guess to kind of keep in mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it wasn't exactly the movie that they wanted to make uh, when that they started.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, also <laughs> I think that they do go to, I think a little, a little bit darker places than they typically go for a homework movie. They I did. mean, uh, her kind of, abused childhood and, and right. the, just the trauma that she experienced that is something you, you wouldn't normally see in a hallmark movie
2: yeah which which you think well done for that or yeah or i think you- it was
1: pretty well done and i'm i think you have to be able to start to divorce yourself from
0: mm-hmm.
1: christmas carol <laughs> a story easy
0: with this one
1: yeah. <laughs> with this one but As a Hallmark movie, not as a Christmas Carol adaptation, it did go to some kind of darker places that I did appreciate.
2: Well, you know, you have to give it a little, give a little allowance because, you know, they need, if you're going to have the main character be the Scrooge and yet you're Hallmark and you need Mm -hmm. a happily ever after, (laughs) you're going to, you're going to play around with that storyline. Anyway, Scrooge doesn't have the romance, you know, like Scrooge loses the romance and yet, they do have the romance at the end, you know, the um, the happily ever after. So mm-hmm. there's some things that you do have to allow because of Hallmark. I thought it was good. I really mm-hmm. did like this movie. And I love Jesse Shram too much to believe that she really was a Scrooge. Well,
1: that's the thing, though, if I was going to criticize this film, is that I've never seen a version of Christmas Carol where people were literally begging to work with Scrooge. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I mean, in a way i kind of wish that they had had just not even had it in the title and just have it be yeah. some other you know christmas in nashville or something like that oh then, sure because it as a huge christmas carol fan it does sort of set up particular expectations and yeah mm-hmm. like <laughs> i mean her character everybody worshiped and adored it
0: Yes, <laughs> this is the least Scrooge Scrooge least. that I've ever seen in any version.
2: That's, and that's the thing about the Christmas Carol is that, like, yes, he's he's supposed to be like a villain, but there's still something in him that makes it desperate plea from these angels, you know, these Christmas past and present and future. Yeah. To come and save him, like you are almost destroying yourself, but you have some redemptive value in you yeah. still. You can turn this around, you know. We have to do it,
1: mm-hmm. and uh, that's true. I mean, the redemption wasn't didn't require much. No, in this, <laughs> no. One. I mean, really, she was pretty, pretty much a nice person who just worked hard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's that was my note. It was basically like Scrooge is being saved from being a workaholic. <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> Instead of a terrible person. Yeah. Which I, I'm fine
1: with. This was a fun enough movie, but I just thought that was funny. Like very hallmark that they, they would make the Scrooge literally someone people were begging to work for. Please hire right. me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I I like the idea of it being called a Nashville Christmas because you can have all the same elements and the same kind of fun Christmassy mm-hmm. type of, you know, ghost come visit you without, yeah. Without really making you a Scrooge. but um, And
1: and Jessie is one of our favorites. Oh, She's yeah. great. She's been on our on Homeworkies podcast five times. We love yeah. her. Uh, so I'm always happy to see a Jessie Schram movie.
2: Oh, me too.
0: Well, one of the things that I usually like to do with these, well, specifically for the Hallmark versions, is try and figure out which characters are supposed to be which character from the story, which is slightly harder in this one. But you have a few that are obvious, like Scrooge is Vivian, obviously, because she's the main character. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking that Cratchit was probably her sister, maybe yeah. the Georgia. Don't want
1: begging to work for her. Don't <laughs> send me off to California. <laughs> Peace.
0: And then uh, the I guess the Belle character would be Gavin Chase, who is her boyfriend and yeah. childhood friend. Right and then marley of course is marilyn jenway who was winona judd yeah i don't know yeah. there's something about the name Marilyn jenway that cracked me up i don't know it didn't sound very country to me
2: no
1: <laughs> marilyn yeah she was fun though i liked her
2: i almost feel i almost feel like tiny tim was that um new singer on the scene
0: oh yeah right oh maybe i was trying to figure out like is there any other characters other than the spirits of course and i was trying to think is there a tiny tim no i didn't but you're right i bet that (laughs) would be the tiny tim
1: the only other version of christmas carol that hallmark has done is (laughs) um uh it's christmas carol uh i mean i i guess i i think maybe they did the one with Tory spelling too but but anyway and the, the only major one was is christmas carol with carrie fisher and, mm-hmm. and in that one they just made carrie fisher everything she's marley <laughs> yeah. she's all the
0: ghosts so really- <laughs> which was fine because I mean, carrie Fisher's you got carrie fisher you go with it
2: <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh it's awesome
1: it's have you ever seen that
2: it's christmas carol <laughs> well it's christmas carol it's just one person <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's christmas also in that movie they have the ultimate uh, the, you can tell that she, that she is scrooge the actress is scrooge because she completely disses the uh, the bell ringer santa she's just oh like <laughs> you're like oh we know that this person is evil <laughs> in, the, in the very first scene of the movie it's pretty funny <laughs> So funny, but anyway, yeah, I think that that is uh, most of the the roles as far yeah. as
0: the only two other ones are the spirit of Christmas past, which was Kix Brooks, yeah which I didn't realize who he was because, like, I'm not a huge country fan. I looked him up on Wikipedia. I was like, oh wait, that's he's the Brooks from Brooks and yeah.
1: right? <laughs> and he's in another Hallmark movie called Home by Spring, which is still probably the worst hallmark movie i've ever seen not his fault but it was absolutely terrible i kind of joke that it's hallmark's version of get out oh no (laughs) i've seen that you get that but it was absolutely terrible so i was i was happy to see him in this yeah to get redemption little redemption (laughs) (laughs) in a good Hallmark movie because that one was unwatchable oh my gosh
2: how funny i think i started that one i don't think i ever finished it but (laughs) now i just might have to
1: (laughs) yeah it's epically bad epically bad
2: oh my
0: (laughs) and then the last character that is an obvious parallel to a christmas carol is spirit of christmas present which was kimberly williams paisley yeah and she's apparently married to brad paisley right Mm -hmm. she's the she i think she's the only person that i I know that i'm familiar with because the okay. rest of them i maybe knew who they were besides the, the like winona jet of course i know who winona jet is but she she was the mom on the movie netflix's christmas chronicles which i did a year or two ago for my podcast so i knew oh, right. who, i knew who she was
1: she's also in the first uh well in both of the steve martin and father of the bride
0: i, Wonderful. That's, that's, I haven't seen those <laughs> yes mm. i know they're classics but i've just never seen them
2: yeah they're yeah really she's in a, a kind of a funny Oh, i don't think it was a hallmark movie but it was uh lucky seven is what it was called I oh think yeah it been um, a it's fun abc movie or something yeah uh, that's a good one with young patrick dempsey and mm-hmm. that's a really fun one
1: yeah, and she was in a good uh, mystery series, more of a legal drama on Hallmark uh, with um, Darrow and Darrow. Oh, yes. That one was so good. It should have gotten more entries, unfortunately. Definitely. But it was really good.
2: Of course, she just did um, this uh, another Christmas movie with her sister then, this past Christmas season 2021.
0: Two movies.
2: Uh, so I don't know if she's just doing Christmas movies or, or what, but she hasn't really been... <laughs>
0: It's -er true because she's doing all the Christmas movies for Hallmark and then she did the Christmas Chronicles. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, if you follow her,
1: her and Brad uh, are very active in um, a lot of philanthropy. And in um, Nashville, they have like a whole store that is just for uh, it's like a food bank, but it's actually like a store, a grocery Uh store. That's all just for the needy. It's pretty cool.
2: That's Hmm. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, Very it's admirable. So a way yeah. to use your fame. Yeah. In, in a positive way. I love that. It's
1: called Love at the Core, I guess. Okay. And uh, they have a food pantry modeled as a grocery store. I love it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Cool.
1: The store is a, to help community members become more self-sufficient over time. Our idea is to get people back on their feet on the road to self-sufficiency so they won't need us in a
0: year. Mm-hmm.
1: Good. So they rock. So yeah. I think that's probably why maybe she, she's got a lot on her plate. Just to,
0: Yes. <laughs> Christmas movies place. are her hobby away from her day job, which is philanthropy.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so this movie, it's fun enough. I liked all the country because I'm a country fan. Um, I like Jesse. I like Wes. But it's certainly not a uh, strict adaptation of the <laughs>
0: they they didn't even have a ghost of christmas future because like after we got through ghost of christmas present i was like i mean she's not even like her life is not going in a terrible direction so what is the ghost of christmas future even going to do
1: that's because death doesn't exist in hallmark movies except for when they need a widow right (laughs) or
2: widower and they just need a widow or widower kill the husband that's right Um, funny (laughs)
1: So what was your second favorite? I'm dying to know.
0: I think my second favorite would be Miss Scrooge, but I want to talk about that one at the end because it is the most faithful. Sure, yeah. So my my most favorite probably was Boyfriends of Christmas Past, but ironically, that was the least faithful to the story.
2: Oh, totally. <laughs>
1: at least, <laughs> yeah. I
2: would agree with you though.
1: The, the... But I wouldn't. I wouldn't even describe this as really that much of an adaptation. It's more of like an homage.
0: It was like- the most flimsiest inspired by
1: <laughs> yeah but i think that was by design i don't think that they were in this one i don't think that they were really trying to like uh, I, make it the, a the further i got carol. into
0: it the more i realized that that was the case yeah because <laughs> this it's, is another one where it's like scrooge isn't even that unlikable like she's less likable than the scrooge in nashville christmas carol but she's still likable
1: I mean, in a way, it's almost a combination of It's a Wonderful Life and Christmas Carol of the Christmas past sequence. um, Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's her going back and, you know, looking at her life and uh, all these boys that she's managed to get fall in love with her.
0: The the funny thing was, (laughs) when I started this, that was like. Wow, this lady, she's she's has a really bad track record if she has all these dead boyfriends. And then it turns out the ghosts weren't even real. They were just in her imagination. I thought she had a bunch of dead boyfriends that were coming back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but I, I mean, there were so many elements of this movie that like, sure, OK, maybe it's not faithful to the Christmas Carol story, but it they just kind of took that idea and and launched themselves into a whole different type of story. But um, I really, really loved this one. I thought this yeah, was, was such true. a fun one from last year's um, mm-hmm. Christmas movie offerings. I mean, was it, it was just last year, wasn't it? It was 2021. Yeah. And yes. I think
1: it was like a second. Wasn't it the
2: like the second oh, uh, week yeah. or first week? It was oh, really early. It was the first week. It was, it was week. definitely because I remember covering it on Hallmarkies. <laughs> yeah. And um, we just we thought it was outstanding. Mostly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some real subtle, awesome things that they did with just her being Asian and having her Asian family. And they just, yeah. you know, um, talked about uh, like it was such a diverse movie that mm-hmm. with our you know prince charming here being um Raymond Black which yeah. was just so handsome so awesome um and they just you know nods <laughs> to her culture and um their her upbringing were just really seamless yeah. mm-hmm. they were just
1: really well, and I was so excited to have Paul
0: Soon-hyung yes. on Yes that was going to oh. be my thing that's like my favorite thing about the movie yeah. is having him on here Because I love him
1: so much in Kim's Convenience. I love that show so much. If y'all haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. It's such a joy. Yeah. It's like one of the funniest, happiest shows Mm -hmm. I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) It's really good.
2: He was such a good dad on this one. I mean, he was so sweet. So I just thought it was super fun. It was Mm -hmm. totally what I wanted from like a Hallmark Christmas movie. It was not Christmas Carol, but <laughs> no.
1: But yeah, like I said, I fault it less for out. that because I don't think it's really trying. Like Nashville Christmas Carol was trying to be a version of Christmas Carol. This is just it has some homages to it, I would say. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. But it's a great way.
1: B- but last that. year I felt like a theme of Countdown to Christmas was friend zoning, like friend zoning hard. <laughs> and yeah. And <laughs> there's no better example than this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, poor <Nate>. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: <laughs> for, for for a while it was like they basically friend zoned each other and then he kind of changed his mind but he was still in the friend zone even though he wanted yeah. out
2: like it took, a, it took some a little guy, too long for yeah. me to get her have her out of the friend zone or him out of the friend yeah. zone i would have liked to see that a little bit more yeah of that but um i still i still loved it loved it at the end it's
1: I had some guy who was like bringing me soup and like doing, I mean, come
2: on.
0: It was like, are you blind at this (laughs) point? How do you not see this?
2: Plus he's gorgeous. Yeah. The one thing that I did find was really kind of intriguing with the the spirit of Christmas. um, I mean, the the spirit of the story, A Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. She's like on the brink of never really understanding herself and never having a good relationship with someone and so that's kind of where like these spirits come in and say hey Mm -hmm. you can turn this around you can open your eyes you can like you know have a different future and so i was like okay i i can see that i
1: can believe." that's why i would say it's more it's wonderful life Ah, that's you know with in that case it's an angel coming and helping him yeah, with That's
0: these true. ones I'm not even, I'm not like I said they're all in her mind, but I where I don't even know what they were supposed to be because they weren't dead because the one guy was just the version of her teenage boyfriend still a teenager. Right. She looks him <laughs> up and he's an adult and married somewhere else. Yeah. So it's she's sort of imagining. <laughs> I
1: this. think it's supposed to be like a
2: dream. She has a dream. She has a
0: yeah. dream.
2: So yeah. like a yeah. Okay. Yeah, she has a dream.
1: Mhm. Um we also interviewed Ish Morris who's one of the whatever one of the illusions one of the boyfriends <laughs> and he he in he, he was really fun to talk to and he you know he's fun all of the all of the guys were were fun i think in yeah. it
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and all so very handsome <laughs> yeah so that was very fun handsome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know it was nice to get some diversity from Hallmark which you don't always see but yeah i just thought Nate was very dreamy it was great and the end and kiss in this movie i thought was excellent
0: (laughs) i think i made a note of that let me see oh yeah i wrote they made rachel wait a long time for that
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it was worth it it was really good yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: but Uh, i thought i thought it was kind of funny that both this one and nashville christmas carol Basically, their main flaw is that they're a workaholic, not that they're yeah. an evil boss and a miser. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. with this one, the the point of the ghost is more is less about not being a workaholic and more about realizing how she's not been a very good girlfriend in the past and how she's pushing people away and how she can just be a better person in that respect mm-hmm. rather than at
2: Christmas time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At Christmas time, well, she pushes yeah because she away. broke up with everybody at Christmas. <laughs> That's so terrible that she didn't even realize (laughs) that. She broke up with every one of her boyfriends at Christmas.
1: (laughs) That's the thing about Hallmark is that business is usually the villain of almost every movie.
0: Oh, (laughs) yes. That's true. And it wasn't really in this one, was it? (laughs) Well,
1: kind of, because a little bit,
0: but like her the main thing was her not being a good partner. Mm -hmm. Like and and the, the business thing it, it was a little bit villainous in that they sprung this thing on her at the last minute, but it gave her something to mm-hmm. work for rather than the, this is a horrible thing. You need to escape.
1: Basically the business made her a bad friend. I mean, she, she was legit, a bad friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, missing his, uh, his thing. Right. And That's when she had made a commitment to it and, uh, not even calling to tell him. Uh, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, I th- I do actually think that affected the chemistry a little bit because first of all, she friend zones him so hard. And mm-hmm. then also because, because she's kind of rude and mean to him. Uh, I understand why he's ir- very irritated at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't ruin the chemistry, but it, it, it was a little bit, uh, it affected it a little bit i think but but yeah she definitely she's she definitely cares more about her job than she does that, about nate at right?
0: least the way i interpreted it i didn't see that it was the job that was the problem i was seeing that it was the job was more of her excuse because she already had all these other issues that were affecting things and the job was just kind of this convenient excuse as to put it off like oh it's not my fault i got to do this for the job which is Mm -hmm. not like that great of an excuse. And the job still was a little bit of an issue, but I don't think that the job was as much of an issue as like the big business coming in to shut down the tiny little toy shop (laughs) or whatever.
2: (laughs) Right. Because if she was a Scrooge about anything, she was a Scrooge about love. She wasn't a money, you know, kind of money hoarder or anything with her job and stuff, but she was a Scrooge about love. And so that's Mm -hmm. why she was, she loved him so much, but she friend zoned him, you know, like, that's why she broke off these engagements and stuff like that with these other guys. Right.
1: Yeah. I do also think that a little bit of a problem in the movie from a Hallmark fan perspective is that she spends so much of the movie with these other guys that you miss the buildup of their relationship and her spending enough time with him. Mm -hmm. And so that, that is kind of a problem right and but i still overall enjoyed the movie i thought it was you know pretty fresh pretty clever yep and that ending kiss and nate
0: <laughs> was the best just great.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah yes yes me too
0: yeah i wasn't really familiar with uh, other than the dad of course paul sun lee um i wasn't re- really familiar with anybody else i don't think but i thought it was interesting when i looked it up the scrooge character lauren kim played by Catherine kim she was in another movie called ghosts of girlfriends past which is apparently a, a similar plot but not hallmark uh nice <laughs> so nice. i might have to add that one to a future christmas carol <laughs> podcast watch just to is see that with um,
1: matthew mcconaughey yeah i hate that movie <laughs> oh no it's terrible <laughs> I, I i won't join you in that one <laughs> but all right well we better talk about miss scrooge
0: yes miss scrooge is the most faithful one but i think i like boyfriends of christmas past as a movie better than i liked miss scrooge Um, with this one you have an actual scrooge with the name scrooge her name is ebonita scrooge which i thought is kind of interesting we already had ebony scrooge with the divas christmas carol they seem to like doing plays on the word ebony for black female Scrooges. No, it's a play on ebenezer <laughs> i know but like they've done it twice oh. a, at least twice <laughs> but i guess these were they may have been in production by in separate places so it's probably just a coincidence right. i just thought it was kind of interesting you had ebonita in this one and then ebony later on in the diva's christmas carol yeah
1: have you seen a diva's christmas carol gary
2: no it's so good it's good it's ah, christmas carol. i gotta write that down
1: yeah it's really good
0: yeah we i think i did it was last year that well a few years ago that rachel and i covered that one when i wasn't doing a podcast and then i recycled our review for a different podcast when we did a whole bunch of other hallmark and oh, hallmark-esque okay. tv versions but yeah a Divas christmas carol is really good <laughs> way better than this one this one wasn't bad but a Divas christmas carol was better but with uh-huh. this one you have cicely tyson as ebonita scrooge and i know i know her from somewhere but i don't know where and i wasn't i i skimmed her imdb page and i didn't see anything that really jumped out at me other than like bit parts in tv shows so i don't know why i know her i just i know who she you is you just do yeah
2: i mean She's, yeah, she's famous, famous actress. I'm, I'm not exactly sure if I could pinpoint anything e- either that she's done, except that she's famous enough that I know, oh, yeah, the name's Cecily Tyson, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, she's a legend. I mean, uh, if you want to see a great movie, uh, her performance in Sounder is absolutely devastating and, uh, oh. and, and wonderful. Um, that's the one that I know her, the the best from but she's yeah. also famous for a movie called miss jane the autobiography of miss jane Pittman. i think she got nominated for an oscar for that uh role oh. um uh, and uh, but uh but sounder and she's also in she's in fried green tomatoes
2: diary uh, of a mad black woman mm-hmm. i see yeah like so some uh tyler perry movies and stuff so
0: I don't know if it's I've seen at least one of Tyler Perry's Medea movies, but I don't know if it was that one or not. I'm assuming that was a Medea movie.
1: I've never seen any Medea
0: movie.
1: (laughs) I'm Medea free. I have not seen any Medea movies, but I know they're very popular.
2: (laughs) I'd say I would say that the diary of a mad black woman is so fascinating it's oh, yeah. so interesting it's not that slapstick kind of media that that you may f- be thinking about it's a it's a legitimately interesting kind of movie with these characters and the motivations of certain characters and this mad black woman i mean she she has reason to be i mean she's anyway yeah. it's, it's a good yeah. one i would i would recommend that one if you kind of want to watch something of tyler Perry's. that's not like oh, big mama, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> it, that would that could be a good one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. Um, but Sounder is the is the real is well is the is my favorite. So I would highly recommend anybody check that out. It's a very good movie. Huh. Good. Yeah, good, good. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this one. She's definitely one of the meanest. Mm-hmm. uh scrooges i that uh, i think in almost any version she is yeah very cold
0: like throwing a family out of their home on christmas eve oh mm-hmm.
1: very yeah cute. she's gonna charge them a hundred dollars a day <laughs> her ridiculous. <emergency> rent. it's <laughs> brutal
2: one thing i noticed immediately about this movie and i think they obviously done it on purpose because of the screwed because of ebonita and her personality and setting the tone it was so devoid of any of that typical hallmark christmas decorations that we're used to seeing that mm-hmm. it was like nothing yeah. nothing was there nobody's doing anything you know you have a santa who's ringing a bell maybe but th- someone who pulls out christmas cookies from under their desk but it was so <laughs> sparse and cold and i was like okay, they did a good job setting this up.
0: It probably has to do partly with the time period in which it was made, because my cousin Sarah talks about this all the time. She says that the Hallmark from when she was a kid is so different than the Hallmark of today because they always did more darker, more dramatic stuff in the 90s. And this is Mm -hmm. 97. So it probably has a lot to do with that. Plus, I don't think that a movie like this would be made by Hallmark today because it's not the (laughs) joyful, cheery,
1: Feel yeah, good. I mean, <laughs> they didn't start countdown to Christmas until like 2015. So mm-hmm. I mean, we're way yeah. off from when. I mean, there wasn't even Hallmark Channel uh, at uh, this time in 1997, and for for a long time. I mean, you were on the pandemic episode, right?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: Jonathan. Yeah, there were a long time for like between like 2004 and 2007. They had it was like the sci-fi channel. Like they had uh, all these sci-fi movies, and (laughs) on Hallmark, and they had Star Trek: The Next Generation.
0: They need to get back Hallmark. I want some sci-fi Hallmark (laughs) movies. I probably would watch more Hallmark (laughs) movies if they would do some sci-fi ones.
1: (laughs) And I mean, at that point, you're talking. They maybe did like one or two Christmas movies a year, and then Mm -hmm. they would. They started increasing it every year. Uh, and then count countdown to Christmas didn't really start until I think 2015. Yeah. And uh, and then it became this, you know, phenomenon. Uh, and now we have over 40 movies yeah. a year. Well, I. For Christmas, just Christmas.
2: Just mm-hmm. Christmas. Not not only could you tell just because of the the film quality and, you know, kind of the, like you said, the darkness maybe of the homework muse- movies and mysteries like theme kind of um, it's a dark story anyway but it still had that you know hallmark mm-hmm. touch but the amount of time this movie spent at church is a, also an indicator that it's a very old hallmark movie very. yeah i mean
1: this <laughs> when it first aired was on the usa network oh yeah, yeah. well I mean, like i said hallmark channel didn't even exist in 1997 but yeah, they
0: were basically a production company that made movies and put them um, out yeah
1: they had the hall of fame and things like that but and then
2: this is aired on Mu- homework movies and mysteries later
1: later yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i agree that is another sign too that she What's is that there's way more in church than way in, more
2: church and you're gonna yeah. have the, the moral of the story would highly you know at least the christmas story and the christmas mm-hmm. movies is attached to uh, an epiphany type of moment in a church typically that's that's a lot of what old homework yeah. movies used to do um, and it's funny because I, you know, I love church and I really pay special attention to like, okay, what are they saying? What is the pastor saying from the pulpit? What is, you know, what mm-hmm. is this message here? And man, I mean, he was preaching, he was <laughs> preaching in this movie yeah, and it was really touching and tender when the two of them reconciled at the end, you know, him, her nephew was the preacher. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was a uh, really precious. Mm-hmm. Really precious.
1: Yeah, I mean, in this one, I would say that it's one of the Christmas carol versions where, even even in her redemption, I don't say it's still all about her. Yeah, she she really only changes once she's she becomes kind of aware of her own death. Uh, she's Nying. not that yeah. like invested in Tiny Tim or in uh in cratchit or in any any of these things uh she stays pretty cold until the very end when she sees that she's gonna but die she and then nobody's gonna vault. come to her funeral <laughs> and that's it that's what makes her
2: change but then it's but that's okay because yeah then yeah it's a choice it's fine yeah but because the change does actually happen she's like okay what can i do for tiny tim i may not be able to save myself at this point but what can be yeah, done for him because that yeah. was and that was
0: what she said was like even if there's nothing that i can do to save myself i still want to help him
2: yeah absolutely yeah
0: i think her coldness might have been partly her trying to still put up a friend i think it was getting to her like when the ghost took her to see the Cratchits and the state they were in, I think it was yeah. getting to her, but she was still acting like she was cold. But, but it, was, she, it was affecting her somewhat.
1: When she sees those, her, like her money being carted out in bags,
0: <laughs> yes, that is the final the thing that puts it over the edge life. for. Her.
1: <laughs>
2: She's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> She's like, "I gave my whole life to this, you know." <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
0: i thought it was also interesting that she has a cat named mortimer and the only other time that i've ever seen a scrooge have a pet was in an animated version probably from around the same time when there was a scrooge that had a dog named debit and i did that one with mark brown and we were discussing like this seems a little bit weird that he would have a dog because scrooge only cares about himself so it seems kind of weird to have him have a pet that he has to take care of and actually spend money on, like for food and vet bills and stuff. Oh, it, it seems kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's fine, but it just I, doesn't seem in character for Scrooge to have right. a pet to care for.
1: Because <laughs> sometimes they do Scrooge as this sort of winking, a little bit self aware uh, character, like your Michael. Kane kind of does it in Muppets or you know that mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of sarcasm certainly um uh what's his name the the musical one I can not think all of a sudden but anyway that version is very um uh is very winking kind of a, a thing yeah and I can think of the actor for some reason but um but anyway they go to hell in that version <laughs> oh my hell. word yeah he goes to hell I don't but.
0: think I've seen it, it's not what oh, you haven't covered, done that, that one.
1: It? I mean, I can't believe I can't think of it. Um, oh my I, don't gosh, but, uh, I don't remember anyone going Albert Feeney, phone. it's Albert Feeney. No, I don't,
0: think um, I've done and, that yeah.
1: Yet. And so, um, <laughs> comes to Christmas set, future takes him to hell, and he's basically like, This is what you're you're going to be facing.
2: <laughs> oh, my word, okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it does have some pretty fun music. We thank you, thank you very much. I uh, think, but. Uh, that so that's a way to play it, and a lot of mm-hmm. versions do play it, kind of winking and you know whatever. But in in uh, in the book, it's not that at all. Like it is, there is no self awareness on the part of Scrooge, and yeah, and he's completely justified his life and how he's living, and that's what he tells uh, nephew Fred. You know, yeah. let other people. Uh, celebrate it however they way well, let me celebrate it in in my way and France says well you don't celebrate it then yeah. let me leave it alone then and <laughs> uh and i think this one actually captures the book version of scrooge pretty well <clears throat> because she is ruthless
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it and the book describes scrooge as a squeezing wrenching grasping scraping clutching covetous old sinner Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that does seem to fit her.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it I, I think, and actually, a lot of people hate the 2009 version with Jim Carrey, but mm-hmm. I think that one
0: also. It, it, the whole movie is very true yeah. to the book. The, the they almost basically use the script yeah. for that one.
1: And there's stuff in in the book that's almost never in the movie versions. That's in that 2009 mm-hmm, version, like going to mm-hmm. see the lighthouse keeper, um, yeah. go, uh, f- flying over and seeing the uh, the people going uh, out of uh, Sabbath and talking about people that break the Sabbath and yeah. why is that more respectable than what I do? Anyway, so that that whole conversation you almost never have that in uh, anyway. But he is definitely that clutching, covetous you know kind of type in the jim carrey one and in this one i think she really is that she fits Mm -hmm. it really well yeah yeah
0: i thought it was kind of funny that she irons for money (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that just cracked me up it's like is she (laughs) ironing her dollar bills
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i i don't know if she had I tried to find out if she, if Cicely Tyson had dentures at this point, but I felt like she did. She was a little hard to understand sometimes.
0: that's I was thinking that too, not the dentures thing. but I was like, is she like is she holding her mouth shut more than she would on purpose? And I feel like she was slightly easier to understand at the end. so it might have just been a choice like mm-hmm. for the character.
2: right, right.
1: probably was. to me, it sounded like somebody that has dentures.
0: Hmm. okay yeah i don't know um one thing speaking of dentures uh, how old do you think she was supposed to be because i was kind of confused because i assumed that she's like 80 and her backstory like when they go to the past assuming that this takes place in the same time period as it was made 97 her backstory i believe takes place in the 60s and 70s and she's an adult in the 70s. So she wouldn't be that much older in the 90s.
1: She was 73 when the movie came out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, her character. like
1: Right, I'm just saying that as an actress, she was yeah. 73. Yeah. Uh, I think she was supposed to be a little bit younger than that.
0: I, I was just wondering if maybe they played up her looks as like her greed has aged her or something Yeah, because she just she didn't seem like she was the correct age for the time period for when it was supposed to be i don't know yeah
2: Yeah, i'm not sure they definitely she had an older look to her but i kind of felt like so did her nephew you know he kind of he was supposed to be a young man young preacher but I don't know. People in the '90s just kind of looked a little older. Like, don't you find that? Like, it
0: just happens. Uh, <laughs> his, well, his If kids. we're going by who they cast for like teenagers on TV, then I guess this sort of makes sense because they always cast people in their like late 20s and 30s as teenagers. It seems, especially right, for like exactly. CW shows. Yeah. <laughs> <So> true. <laughs> so maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't know, but that stood out to me because she seemed like she was maybe 20 in the '70s. So I was like, wouldn't would she be like 40, 50 max? I don't know.
2: Huh. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think she it,
1: was definitely plain younger, but I don't know about 40. I think she was supposed yeah. to be older than that.
0: Okay. okay. But yeah, in her backstory, for for a while, I was like, she seems like a really good person. Like, it doesn't seem like somebody who would turn into this evil miser. But then you had like, the one-two punch of her breaking up with her, was he a fiance at that point? I don't remember, but they broke up and he moved away because he wanted to, like he wanted to, he had aspirations of being, getting a, a a good job, like doing something good in the world, but he wanted her to quit her job that she had just gotten. So they broke up over that right before her brother died in Vietnam. So it was like, yeah, I suppose that could probably age and anger people to the point where they would, kind of be a different person but she seems so different when she was a kid like she was nice like a very kind person
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: well i mean that's always the case with i mean with christmas carol i mean young
0: yeah that's scrooge true.
1: before he uh, fears the world too much and breaks up with Belle. Mm-hmm. pretty much everything before that is pretty pretty yeah. kind
0: though i think with with the book it's more of like supposed to be more of like a gradual change like over time he gets more and more covetous and valuing money more than bell right but this one it seemed like it, it it i guess there was a little bit like getting the job with marley maude marley in this case um yeah and that, but then the the one-two punch of the breakup and then her brother dying in vietnam i think is what pushed her over the edge
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah, this oh. was a good one. I mean, it, after I watched this one, after I watched the other two, and um, I was like, "Oh, I remember the intention of the story now." You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I remember. <clears throat> oh, it was good. Yeah. It was definitely more faithful to the mm-hmm. to the real story.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. Well, besides Cicely Tyson, was there anybody that you recognized in this? Because I didn't really recognize pretty much anybody there was a couple people that after i looked them up i was like oh yeah i guess i knew who they are mod marley was Catherine hellman which she did the voice of lizzie in cars pixar's cars but oh, i didn't well, know I, what she looked like of course
1: i mean i knew katherine hellman from who's the boss okay she was the um grandma in who's the boss
2: Oh,
0: uh, and, well, yeah.
2: and-, and who's the boss and stuff like that but um I'm trying to think of who, where I had seen Michael Beach, who was the reverend, who I believe was her nephew. But But I'm not exactly...
0: I didn't didn't think I knew who he was, and I'm still not entirely sure. But I know, I've seen the movie Aquaman a couple of times, and he was Manta's father in that. So that was the only Uh place that I knew that I would have known him from.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking there's... um, He's a really well known actor. But I'm thinking there's some awesome nineties movie that I that I know him from. But I'm looking here, I'm kind of scrolling. I'm nothing's jumping out at me, but he just was so evidently uh, so recognizable.
1: Evidently he was on ER for a while. So that might be where I at least recognize him. But um <clears throat> Yeah. But yeah, Maybe. definitely Kath- Catherine Hellman
2: recognize her, of course. But but yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, all of these people, I mean, you could tell like they've they've had careers, you mm-hmm. know, they were definitely, I mean, he was on soul food. I think maybe I remember watching soul food, waiting to exhale, mm-hmm. touched by an angel. I mean, there's, there's definitely things I recognize them from, but.
1: Yeah. Working uh, actor, as you might say.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think most of the people in here were, there were, there was a few that had like small MDB pages, but I think most of these, like they had careers, even if I didn't really recognize them. Yeah. Like I know Julian Richings. I I'm not sure that I know him, but I looked at his IMDb page. It was huge, and I recognized a bunch of titles. But I would I don't think I would have known who he was just oh. by his name.
1: But yeah. but yeah, it's pretty fun fun movie.
0: Yeah, and if you're looking version. for a a good version of a Christmas Carol, this is the best one in that respect. But if you just want a good rom com, (laughs) yes, Boyfriends of Christmas Past has this one beat. Well,
1: thanks for having us on. This was fun to talk about these movies.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I I wish that Hallmark would do more versions of stories, and I could make an excuse to like pick apart all the different ways that they're different. But it's like they don't really (laughs) adapt a whole lot of things which I kind of wish that they would like they Mm -hmm. used to like my favorite version of Alice in Wonderland is from Hallmark, the 99 version. And they also Mm -hmm. did Alice in Wonderland back in the fifties. So they used to do this kind of thing, but they don't really anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have some rom-com novels that they'll adapt, but the classics, you don't really see that much. Yeah.
0: Maybe they will once they run out of like, if they start getting tired of doing the same old thing every year, maybe they'll Try and spice no. it up a bit by trying to do some other things. Okay. Have they ever done Nutcracker? Yeah. Nutcracker's another Christmas story. They sh- they should do
1: Nutcracker. Um, I don't it'd, know. it'd be kind of
0: weird for a rom com, though.
1: And <laughs> Nutcracker is notoriously difficult to adapt to the screen. Uh, it, there yeah. have been so many terrible versions.
2: Oh my goodness! Nutcracker. Really? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but. Anyway, thanks for having us.
0: Oh,
2: this Merry was so Christmas much fun, thanks, Jonathan.
0: Yeah, yeah, this was a lot of fun. We'll, we'll maybe have to do this again sometime if we can think of another thing to do. Yeah, I like I I use the the excuse for like Christmas in July or doing the Christmas carols, but doesn't we don't have to make an excuse?
1: Right, <laughs> we'll cover Christmas year round on Homework's
0: podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh. true.
2: Love
0: it. Well, Um, until next time, do you guys want to let people know where they can find you, Rachel?
1: Well, you can find both of us on Homeworkies Podcast uh, and at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast on, on social media. So check that out. And then also you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. And if you check out on my blog, I have a whole Scrooge Month section that I did way back in 2014, where I reviewed over 35 different versions of Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> so if you're interested in this topic, uh, check that out.
0: You have to bring it back and add a few more that have made sense. Then. I know.
1: Yeah, because it's been it's been a while. So.
0: And so fun. You, yeah, Carrie? and
2: hey, definitely come find me at the hallmarkies podcast. Um, we do a lot of fun things over there if you're into Hallmark movies and um even if you're not, because sometimes we have bonus episodes of fun things. Um, but then yeah, on Instagram, come find me at hallmark comics.
0: Okay. Great.
2: Thanks. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining me. We will have to see you again soon.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye, Carrie. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.